Triple Stuff Worm in the Flapjaw Space with the Tuning Fork does a raw blink on Harakiri Rock. I need scissors. 61! <laughs> I wish I could remember some more of his lines from the training program. God damn it. God um, damn it. I don't know why uh, watching Legion, I was like, Weird show. And for some reason, my brain <laughs> yeah. just went, like, turned the clock back to, like, Metal Gear Solid 2 for some reason, and just how surreal the Colonel was the entire third act of that game. <laughs> There's a field near my house, if you've ever been to it. it right, it many... turn, <laughs> turn the console off. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing with that game was I was on two or three hits of acid when I was beating it. Okay, now here's the thing. I know a lot of people have resentment from Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, I liked it. I think Hideo Kojima uh, is a prophet because like, <laughs> there are monologues in that game that completely break down and predict like the rise of meme culture and how it mm -hmm. affects the, like, the actual real world. Now the Come question on. is, is it more prophetic than The Simpsons? Uh, no, that's 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 a fair question. <laughs> no, it's not because The Simpsons is such a wide-reaching thing at this point. Like they predicted so many things mm -hmm. uh, that you like. I'm sorry, the fucking Star Wars and Chipmunks uh, frame <laughs> is I the mean, most. I'm like, no, somebody's a time traveler. That's well, that's not Trump. Funny. Also, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my favorite one, the Trump thing. Um, like. The, I was supposed to say, you're ignoring the easiest answer. It's the deep state. Right. Well, <laughs> well like, yes, but like, predicting Trump would win or something, that's not crazy, but like, predicting the escalator and like, Trump coming down the escalator to applause. Uh, the only thing they didn't yeah. predict was the racist uh, uh, things that he said uh, at that time. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, Legion, guys, this is <laughs> Legion talk. Um, I, I, I do want to say that this first episode is the best thing to explain the multiverse yep. theory and yeah. like time traveling and alternate Earths of any mm -hmm. show ever. I fucking yeah. love this episode so much. Yeah. And here's the thing: they don't have to explain anything to you because it's very clearly laid out, uh, yeah. especially through uh, Meth David. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but real quick, we didn't do everybody's introductions. Just real. real oh yes. Real, oh yeah. Um, Arlen Haro here, as usual. Yep. Uh, Eric Fedorchek. Lou, you're oh, the only other one here. I didn't know. I didn't know Connor introduced himself. So yeah, I'm Lou. I'm the other guy. <laughs> he introduced oh, yeah, himself. Then we went off on a tangent. I, I dropped my yeah. camera after my my spiel. Uh, yeah. yeah. Although yeah. I did uh, like how you uh, included me in the post of the last episode. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What? Oh. I said sometimes Arlen. Lou in the description. <laughs> and sometimes Lou. Uh, and sometimes Lou. I, did, I, was, I was happy that my jokes in the chat were making it through. Yeah. <laughs> it was like having a fucking producer. Like, Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 It's something that Yelling maybe we should do more. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. probably, actually. Um, I like, uh, yeah, if I'm free I can, and there's too many people, I could always do that. Yeah. Uh, I was actually, I was watching a the Game Grumps Mario Maker today, and the fact that the guy who designed the levels they were playing was the dude in the booth behind them, like, kind of <laughs> thing, is comedy gold, because he just, like, you can hear them say, like, he keeps poking his head in and grinning from ear to ear at our suffering. 
<laughs> oh, that that sounds a lot like when uh, Dan Riker and Patrick Klepek had a uh, Mario Maker contest going on. That oh. they would send each other levels and try that to beat them. That is some of the most sadistic shit I've ever seen. One yeah. of them was called Just Dance. And oh, no. you, as Mario, you go into a warp tunnel that brings you this little subterranean level. And you hit a button and just, like, invincibility stars keep flying out and coins keep dropping. And then they give you Yoshis and, and those little bungee platforms. And then it mm -hmm. just kind of turns into a dance party. You go to leave, and the warp tunnel drops you into a bunch of bungee things that launch you off a cliff and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like this show. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and then it raises you up just to bring you down. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's a pretty good way to put it. So episode well, six is... Um, is... Is your turn in David's mind. Yeah, yep. it's, it's kind of like... That sequence from True Detective when Matt McConaughey's like, time was a flat circle, but <laughs> you uh, you poured some acid on it, uh, and this is what happens. I, it's, it's, it's not exactly, even... Oh, go ahead, Eli. I was going to say, it's exactly what Meth Davids explains it with the French Yeah, guys. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's string theory. It comes from like, what yeah. you would consider probably like the most unreliable sword <laughs> of the bunch. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's the it's, genius I mean, it's, stoner. It's... Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it's the third of like their trilogy of episodes about what's inside people's minds, and I mean, I that's at least the way I interpreted it is that mm. it's showing like the different aspects of where David could have been. Right. It was know? a. It was a what if episode, which Marvel yeah. loves to do those books, but we got to see like seven of them or five yeah, of them, something like happening, that. Yeah, happening congruently. Like, um... mm -hmm. oh, I loved how they would go like and they would pass each other, and then we would just turn and follow the next one. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that none of them played out linearly. Like, some of them you start in, like, the middle, then you get the beginning, then you get the end. Yeah, like the uh, the super rich and powerful David. Like, yeah. you he's saw only... him. Oh, good. I was going to say, he's the only one where we get, like, a full story. Everybody else we kind of just jump into, I feel like. Well, everybody oh. else was, was kind of a slave to either drugs or insanity, too. There are the other, the drug David, we get to be, like, a middle and an end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I, I mentioned the chat, but, like, and it's I, I call it a bleeding effect, not really a reference, because I think it's just the nature of when you do when you when you're one company doing X Men properties and two of them have this weird connection where like in two of David's possible timelines, he is one of the world's most dangerous psychics because either A, a senile old man is barely functional, and B, doped up all the time, like yeah. Savior is in Logan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. I, I like that he goes oh. bald towards the, the end of his it, life also. Just amplified mm -hmm. the fact they're father and son. Yeah. 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 yeah oh, I would say I thought the homeless one was the most like one of the most dangerous. Yeah, he was. Because oh, he's just like he's just I, like totally off the radar and like. I think Hunter's just referencing Logan though. That's just that's what he's trying to get. Oh at. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. all. Yeah. 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 It's just weird. Okay. That, like these two these two items that were certainly created within a vacuum of each other. Like there there's no mm -hmm. you know, I mean you can probably have some degrees of connection, but creatively they were done separately. Yeah, that kind of have these same visual themes and kind of you know elements to them. Yeah, and I mean you could you could even argue that it's the homeless one. Yes, was showing like David at his most potentially powerful, but I mean he's he is that powerful at all times. Yeah. It's just certain levels of control that there's, are going on. Like yeah, there's like, no like, governor or there's nothing stopping. Yeah, him. That, that David is just unleashed. Yeah, and like homeless yes, David is unhinged. my favorite. <laughs> he's, he's... 
<laughs> well, he's your favorite too because of the the uh, yes. Clockwork Orange reference. That so is good. awesome. Okay, I'm, I'm the only one who. Uh... I was like, "What? They gonna go fucking get some milk afterwards? What is this?" <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't realize until looking this up. The name of the mental institution is Clockworks. Oh damn! Oh, oh okay. my god, that's yeah. Okay. Wow, interesting. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. the other thing is that I liked about this episode. It's pretty much just the two people. It's just him and uh, his sister, yep. and we get to see the different versions of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the well, Man, yeah, she is, she is victimized in any timeline. My God. Yeah. Well, it's it's something Lou pointed out in the, uh, the chat earlier too, or yesterday was that after episode five, it's great that they gave her a lot more to work with in episode six because I mean episode five just sucked horribly what they did. To oh, her. it was, was so. Yes, yeah, so it was uh, the last. Yeah. one. This is the one after we find out that she's now they used her body to make um, what's her what's name? Her face. Yeah. Yeah, Lenny. Lenny. Plazas. Yeah, yeah, Lenny. Lenny. Yeah, because that that God that episode. I wasn't on the the episode where you guys reviewed that, but yeah, that that broke my heart and was some of the darkest stuff I think I've seen in the show. That so was far. The, that was so graphic and uncomfortable without actually being graphic. Like mm-hmm. just the the existential implications was enough for me, and the sound effects. No thanks. Yeah. Oh, that whole and, scene and, was just. And this episode featured some of the most like gory shit that the show has produced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when uh, Homeless David got cut in half. Yeah. Uh, 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 television. Well, it's it's on late night, though. So, or later in the evening, and I thought. FX, yeah. FX, technically, they don't, since they're not their cable, like, they don't have to yeah. follow F, uh, FCC rules. They just okay. choose to do stuff yeah. for their sponsors. It's Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sponsors, well, yeah, and it's, uh, I don't remember what they're called, but a uh, fucking... Some there's a department in each studio, and they decide what's good yeah. and what's bad. And their FX is is yeah, notoriously yeah. light. So, yeah. That's why, like, if I you, guess they... just, I guess it's just the result of growing up in the age where, like, you can watch the censored version of Scarface and just laugh the whole time. <laughs> yeah, like Police Academy, where instead of getting called an asshole, someone gets called a mean man. Oh my god, why is that so funny? <laughs> my favorite's Die Hard 2, which is a shitty movie, but it's the oh, same man, motherfucker. Uh, they say Mr. Falcon. Yes, Nippy Kaye, Mr. Falcon. That and uh, obviously we have to talk about the uh briefly talk about uh, uh Big Lebowski and that's what happened when you meet a stranger in the Alps. Okay. That, <laughs> yeah. that I was for a long time while watching Dragon Ball Z Abridged, they reference that a lot. They, instead of saying, they just say, find me in the Alps all the time. <laughs> and they, I was like, where am I fucking before? And then finally, I was like, oh my God, it's the Big Lebowski. Like, every time someone makes a mistake, they go, find me in the Alps. That's awesome. Um, one of my favorites was from um, uh, The Professional. Uh, <laughs> Gary Oldman screams, I don't have time for this Mickey Mouse bull squat. <laughs> <laughs> And now you can turn on Comedy Central at like 9 p.m. They're like, fuck shit ass bitch. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Legion. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this this episode was amazing. Yeah, like, and each segment it's... is good. Um, like, I, yeah. we talked about this a little bit. I love Rich David as well. Like, he's he's great. Yeah. He's, he's oh. clearly David if he's David and Farouk if they just kind of merged. If they like, yes, that's exactly I, what I saw. I, I was really into Rich David because Rich David to me actually seemed like a plausible potential like mainline X Men villain. 
Yeah. yeah. He's, he's super powerful and super wealthy. I'm like, that is a, like, he would be a piece of shit to his own kind yeah. and have to be put down by some super team. Yeah, and he's well, like, I love the idea. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I love the idea that he keeps that woman around just because she hates him. Yeah. yeah. Because he, like, took everything because he is psychic. Like, I liked seeing the mm-hmm. beginning and then, like, uh, what's the sister asking? Like, why do you keep her around? It's like, because she hates me and it, like, brings me something. Yeah, he's like yeah. that's something I can yeah. feel, something that something that because he's clearly like desensitized and like I love that he's like sexually ambiguous. Also, <laughs> he's clearly just like mm-hmm. boning everything and everyone around him because why not? Well, he's almost he's almost like a he's, heartbeat in a hole. He's yep. like a half a half step below like God form. Yeah, like, I don't know yeah. how to describe it. He's like he's not quite like. Because he chooses to still live in a house and have people around him and do business, but mm-hmm. he doesn't need any of that. Yeah. No. So he still chooses to. So he's still, he's like not. He's like the homo superior as opposed to being full god. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's proven that you know he can teleport and things like that. So it. Yeah. It, yeah he has no need for earthly goods, but he's doing it just just to be an asshole. It seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I like how within the confines of this show. They took a character like Legion, who's not really in the public consciousness, and like elevated him to OP status. Yep. Well, he's yeah. Properly. Yeah. Well, he's always OP in the book. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Yeah. They. But they've. They've. They don't use him because he's yeah. so OP. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I like. The, I like the fact of t- making a oh. TV show around someone who's used so sparingly. Mm-hmm. The other thing I was going to mention is you were talking about the cutting in half. That was not the most violent thing in this episode. Oh. The most um, violent thing oh. was him crushing the one cop into a ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's, 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 well, we've seen that I, before, that but it's always like a cutaway. I, I, fucking, I <laughs> honestly like so yelped. crunchy. It was crunchy. Like, I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to explain it. was, like, jerky. Here's, like, I... Mortal Kombat X was the first Mortal Kombat in my life to make me go, ew. Um, yeah. <laughs> and this, this got a reaction out of me. I was like, that was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Well, because it well, doesn't look like CG also. Of... It looks like clay almost. Yes. No, it looked... it looked like they also just, like, filmed that guy's face and then just did, like, put that face and did all the stuff around it. Mm-hmm. But it also made me think, that, like, this is what a person who's been drugged up and just trying to make things stop would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, everything that character did, like, when everything is just gone, I was like, oh, yeah, he's just, like, not, it's completely subconscious. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, go away, go away, go away, go away. And that's, that's, yeah, what, that's where I'm, when I'm also in my Logan, uh, parallels come into it's because xavier's when he has one of those episodes he's not really he's not in control of anything but he's asphyxiating everybody around because that's just the nature of what's happening to his body and his powers yeah yeah it's complete loss of control yeah yeah i do like that in a lot of his well the shown timelines like david is never very rarely left with a happy ending yeah 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 i mean i can't think of one actually well, like, they, they don't show you what happens to two, the two point three kids. Mm-hmm. I but I think I think it was heavily implied like that was his one happy like everything is normal because there was never a hint of him having like severe mental issues right, or right. even not yeah. being in control of his power. Like I got the impression that he didn't even have powers. In that That's moment. what I got. I got Maybe that not. that was that was what his life would be if he wasn't born with powers. I'll say because the right. mutant gene has to. It, it doesn't just like out of the womb. It's not fully developed, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like you're, there's yeah, it's, it's, it's normally it around puberty. puberty. Yeah, that's yeah, why Rogue didn't just, kill like, her he mother just, he or whatever. Did, like, yeah, like that's, that's maybe he just didn't develop. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, not. it's or it's just the genes that were necessary for it to happen just didn't happen. 
So, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I also I'm... find it interesting that we don't see Sid in any of those things at all. Uh, until the no, you do briefly. Yeah. Uh, she, and, yeah. And then she does like pass by him at one point. Also, when she walks uh, by him, right? She, yeah. when she's in a car. Yeah, she's in a car driving by him when homeless. Yeah. But shortly and, before he finds his yeah. awesome uh, cart or whatever, the grocery cart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it's and it's interesting because Farouk is he's barely there, but every single time you do see him, it's always like. You kind of see the Shadow King a little bit, or you just see him in the mirror with Rich David, um, and which I thought mm-hmm. was—I was actually surprised because I would figure that he would play into this more, actually, um, in some way. But yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think they—I think they needed to do an episode specifically about David because, I mean, mm-hmm. yes, ostensibly the show is about him, but we haven't had a singular focus on just yeah. him in any of the episodes, even in the first season. Yeah. Like so, it was yeah. it was necessary to show like all the potentials and maybe like I said, I, it's I I got the impression that this was the same thing as everybody else in the prior two episodes mm-hmm. that you were seeing inside his mind, and because it's so fractured, you were seeing the various versions of what he imagined his perfect life would be. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading like on the Wikipedia. It says like this is David like kind of doing the time thing mm-hmm. that he's been doing and exploring the different versions of what life could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he chooses to go back to the regular life. And it seems that the reason is because of Sid. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And this, and I think that that's what Eric brings up is a very good point because the first season, he's not really a character. He's audience point of view for the majority of the time. Yep. And that's and that's the problem with Legion overall in the first season is some of the characters are really light, um, they're they're very like hollow. And this season, I I just have to commend it right here for being very character developy. Like it just goes all in oh. on making sure you know who these people are, down to very deep levels that they didn't do really in the first season. They spend yeah. at least an episode on each character. Yeah. This yes. Season. Like, one. Yeah, like I said yeah. in the yeah, chat, I love season two. They have two been rotating the focus a lot. Yeah, yeah, very lost. Like, I... Yeah, because yeah. yeah, the one character that they don't really focus on this season gets basically an entire episode to herself. I think in nine or ten. And... Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, so yeah. What's no, it's name? nine. Yeah. Nine, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, because it's directly following all of the plans that yeah. David put into people's heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so uh, do we have anything else we really want to say about Six? I mean, there's it, so much happened on screen, it's kind of hard to yeah. break it all down. But as a, a, a overall, it's an incredible episode. It's one of my favorites, I think. Yeah. And so I the think last... I... Oh, go ahead, Luke. I was going to say, to go back to what we were talking about last episode, this is the episode where it confuses when the show takes place. Because these uh... alternate futures basically make it that it's now. Yeah, but so that all the technology is current, except when we're in the timeline of the show where it's all wonky. I have a theory about that, but I'll save it for when we talk about Fukuyama's origin story. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah. No, I was I was just gonna say like this. I thought was the perfect way to round out the episodes that took place in everybody's minds too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yes. it, it was a nice. It was. It was a nice way to end it, and it's also my problem with, at least initially with Episode 7, was that Episode 7 felt like a bit of a rough re-entry into the main plotline after spending so much time with individual characters and having kind of a, a different focus on what the story was at the time. Yeah, I think... 
episode seven, and we'll just talk about it now, I guess. It doesn't get interesting until the eggs start to hatch. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like slow going there, and then... And then that music kicks in, <laughs> and the extra <laughs> that weird ass well, music. Uh, what's cool about it is it, this episode begins the tying in of every little thing, especially those yes. intro narrator things that we mm-hmm. see from yeah. episode one. Yeah, this is the beginning yeah. of that and, tying all in. And and does seven have? Is that the one where we see like they're talking about uh, the comics code stuff? They're talking about uh, what's the uh, what is it? Innocence lost or something? What was the yeah. guy? Uh, I can't yeah. remember the paper oh, that he wrote. Panic. Yeah, moral. Yeah, the guy who was like, "Comics should be gone." They were telling that story in the opening of Legion, so it fits. But yeah. <laughs> it was very interesting that that's that he went to that, and that's again, it's a good pick. And then they moved into the witch trials because everybody knows about the witch trials. Um, I think I would hope so. Um, but yeah, like the moral panic one is really cool and interesting. Um, I, I like the the reference to the fact that it was a part of the the comic book Mortal Panic was like these kind of like these sleazy horror comics. Yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. were, it was all about like, the... you, like you find and go, yeah, of course this is trash. Well, yeah, because they were like, <laughs> oh, yeah. they were as gory as comics. the goriest horror movies. <laughs> so like, yeah. I kind of get yeah. it, but they were also lumping in Batman and Robin, and they were saying like. Batman and Robin are clearly gay, and writers were like, "Well, yeah, and that's, they, that's, they are." And, well, and that's why they introduced uh, in the TV show, at least, they introduced Batgirl. the uh, ant. Well, no, the ant character, yeah, who, uh, yeah. who lived there with them to make sure everything was above the level and blah blah blah, and make mm-hmm. sure those tight pants stayed on Robin's sweet sweet ass. <laughs> they were very high and short. Yeah, <laughs> Robin's sweet sweet ass. <laughs> reference that panel where it's like what was it that i know that ass anywhere <laughs> oh yeah i didn't even realize that yeah i wasn't even thinking about that shit yeah what is that fucking from i can't remember it's from it's a from a nightwing comic if i remember correctly yeah yeah because because dick grayson's ass has been a uh has been a talk of many different women and i think some men within the comic and especially in the fangirl and fanboy world oh i mean that's hilarious <laughs> He he did get like weirdly raped at one time. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was unnecessary. Seduction yeah. of the innocent. I yeah. wanted to, I wanted to make sure That's I had it. that seduction. Yeah, Frederick Wortham's seduction of the innocent. Like that was a. I was like, I didn't notice that the first time I watched this episode. Uh, I was like, uh, I'm half asleep and I just got off work. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know where I am. Uh, that happens to me a lot. Um, but yeah, like. That's that was really cool to me seeing this the next time around, um, that they were referencing that. Um, but yeah, I don't know the. I do like when the dark, evil demon, nightmare chickens decided to start hatching and, like they're mm-hmm. just creepy. They're just really creepy and well designed. Oh, their design is awesome. It's like venom baby, aborted yeah. chickens. Yeah. Yeah. They're like yeah. tar. Like they're mm-hmm. sticky. Again, well, that, Noah Hawley should direct Conjuring Three. <laughs> I'm yeah. saying it; he should do it. It's I, it's I his. Think he should direct a fucking thing movie. Oh god! Ooh. 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 Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that would be yeah. Now you're talking I mean, language. Here's the thing: you say anything though, and I'd be like, "Yes, yes, do it." <laughs> One fish, yeah, two fish, blue fish. <laughs> okay, I'm in. That's uh, exactly. That's the thing with with the show. It shows that he can. He can handle pretty much any genre, it seems. Yeah, I, he w- he could do a Pixar movie, and he would nail it. Like, 
One hundred percent. I just like how he takes you from he takes you from full on Wes Anderson irresistible charm to um, giant tar spiders bursting out of someone's spine. Yeah, tar <laughs> yeah. a tar spider chicken insect thing, whatever they Sing. are. Just like full uh, spine buster on somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yeah. like I like how powerful Farouk is. Like we're really seeing how like next level he is, where he figured out time travel just as like a consciousness, just like oh okay, I do this thing with this a psychic car. It's not a real car; it's just in his mind, and he's generating See, energy. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking mental construct. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like yeah, this will do it. <laughs> See what I get from that is that he's kind of like the number two, but he has experience compared to David. Uh-huh. Like yeah. David doesn't understand how to use his abilities, and he's right. so much more powerful. Than and him. it's probably just because he's a consciousness. That's probably why. Like he doesn't necessarily obey the rules of physics that we that we know. Exactly. So yeah, that was that was cool though, and I I, I like the again the like music how, choice is like great. Surface level, the surface level observation is like. Here I am with my psychic car. I'm going to open the trunk and dip my hand in the purple light and take this tube and bring it up front and then dip my hand in some more purple light and plug the tube in and bam, time travel. You get it? See, well, wasn't that in episode eight, though? I, um, I don't remember. I think it was seven. I no, it's this episode. I'm oh, it was? Because yeah. okay, well, he talks to Sid after he, he tells David. Sid. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he, tell, he, he tells David to go to the kids' table, remember? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, is, is Future Sid a fucking robot? No, no, I think she's no. a cyborg though, um, possibly. Um, no, I don't know. I couldn't tell. Does she is she missing an arm? I've always been wondering that. Yes, yes. she's missing. She yeah, is. she's missing an arm. She's missing an arm. It makes someone makes it a point to reference the fact that like she's not the original Sid. Yeah, um, but there's so there is just, a close up of one of her hands, and she has like. The reverse of fingers, fingertips. yeah, like the reverse yeah. of fingers, gloves, like individual she's also fingers, sort of powerless as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, or, yeah, or has more control over her powers. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you don't have hands and your main ability is switching bodies, people by touching them, well, that makes also, things convenient. If she had a robot body, but her consciousness was somehow planted into that, like her her powers wouldn't carry mm-hmm. over. There'd be no physical. No. So why would she have one arm? She's... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe David this trapped her in her body. Um, no, and... see, I think this is Sid, and we also got implied, I can't remember what episode in the past, that the thing that was built was built by um, Carrie. Mm. That stole, yeah. that stole um, David. David. Yeah, because I remember Carrie specifically says, like, it's, it looks if, like if I didn't know designs. better, but it, it looks like something, yeah, that I designed, and then there's like a spark, and he goes back to being the absent-minded professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, that seven, like like you said, Arlen, like seven takes a little bit to get going, and it's it's not really till all the chickens start hatching that yeah. things really pop off in this episode, and it that's when it's it's at its best because mm-hmm. it's a full-on horror slash tying directly into the John, John Hamm narration from yeah. earlier in the episode. Yeah. To me, the yes. most interesting parts are Fukuyama's past, and then what happens to uh, Patonomy? What's his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, mean, yeah. Yeah. I still and... don't understand like what goes on. Mm. I, See, I, like, and here's my thing. I don't, know, I don't know if Ptolemy is factually, physically, uh, in two pieces on the floor, or if it, that'll happen in his head. I think, I think it'll happen in his head. 
I don't his know. His body is definitely damaged, but yeah. he's whole. He's whole because they show yeah. his body. Yeah, because the they, next episode, right? Yeah, hmm. I think so. And it's it's also when well when they drag his body off to be downloaded into the tree computer, mm-hmm. like he's yeah. still in one piece. So yeah, <laughs> okay. it's it's just showing like yeah, I know. I just said the most <laughs> I, I know. I, I just we need to examine that <laughs> sentence. His body was dragged down to be plugged into the tree computer. Like, god damn it. <laughs> Yeah. God damn it. Which, he's not yeah. a, which the thing is, he's not alone in the tree computer. Right. No. I love this show, though. I love it so much. Well, and that was that was the thing. It was he gets plugged into the, the tree computer. Legion for idiots. <laughs> he gets plugged in the and tree they computer, pl- and they plug the they plug the press man into the tree computer, and his dad. <laughs> like, doesn't when he's first in there and realizing where he is, doesn't he see the old woman in the uh, rocking yes. chair? Or is that yes. the next episode? No, no he, yeah, okay. he sees her. Yeah, he sees her, but we don't know what the context is of her mm-hmm. because we don't find that out until the next episode. Yes. Right. Yeah, we learn that she's a driver. Um, and then eight is, she's only there for like three episodes, but she is an interesting character, very yeah. fully fleshed out. Well, that in was a short amount of time. That was the thing though. Wasn't she also in uh, Fukuyama's room mm-hmm. when he yes. was? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she okay. makes some moves. She, uh, she she travels around quite a bit. Yeah, she was, she was his it. nurse. It seems like like when he was after the surgery, she was like his bedside nurse. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, in his wisdom of after she got old and died, because she was really young when he had the surgery, he brought her inside the machine to right. be there. She seems afraid. Like, when uh, mm-hmm. we do see her again, she, like, tells him to shh. So yeah. then how is she in the homeless shelter? I'm, exactly. Maybe that's just a copy yeah, I, of her. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's just not a homeless shelter. Uh, old, old, per- the I old people's. Can, yeah. yeah. Oh, old I people and homeless terrible. people are the same thing, if you didn't know. In my head. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Are you talking about the character, the old black woman that... Um, yeah, they're the same Jermaine woman, Clemente? aren't they? I don't think that's the same character. Oh, wow. I'm Okay, then I am just old woman black. Racist. <laughs> I think you just I think old, all old black women look the same. I mean, <laughs> hey. Well, I, homeless people and old I, people are all the same thing. No, that was a joke. And I all was, old black people, too. I was explaining my the confusion one before. but Yeah, yeah the no. one that says, like, I want the infinite dream. Or right. something like that. I thought that they yeah. were the same I, woman to me. They Marlon's like, very look, you're all you're all useless sacks of meat. Okay. Right. <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't know what emotion <laughs> is. <laughs> you are all just sacks of fi- of flesh to be fed on by the machines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're all gonna end up in the tree computer one day. That is right. And I would like to state state again that the mustached androids are the most confusing <laughs> thing ever because, because they're not... are in... they're also like you, you look at also... me you go you go is that a fucking fembot from austin powers with a mustache and then you're, and you're just being told like no take this very seriously right but also like when you don't see their faces they're in like skin tight leotards mm-hmm. and they're like yep. they're very good looking they're hot but yeah. then they turn yeah. around and they have a mustache and a bowl cut Right, like, and they know. I didn't realize this. They, their noses are all prosthetic. Those are all prosthetic. Noses. Yeah, no, they, yeah, they're, they're definitely like, like, like five different women. Yeah, they look like stereotype Italian plumbers from Brooklyn. <laughs> like, but so they have, but they me, have like uh, models. It's and a pretty me, much, yeah, it's uh, me giving you a weird boner. Yeah, but they've got the haircut of the fucking berries and cream dude in the the, the Starburst <laughs> commercial. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember which episode it was, but it was like one of the last ones, and like the bunch of them jump out, but there you see them from down up, and you just get their asses 
and like their leotards. And I was like, oh, I didn't ever see them in this way. And then they turn around like, oh, mustaches. Yep. And yeah, I just think no, of, that, that also that also <laughs> happened when they were carrying him to the tree computer. Yep. Because like it, inadvertently the camera angle is that way. Right. There's things designed to confuse both straight and gay people. Yeah. 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 Because either way, they turn around and someone will go, whoa! <laughs> it's like a, it's like a weird, ambiguous face, but then a hot woman body. Yeah, it's 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 one of the weirdest choices I think in this entire season, yeah, in the entire definitely. series. In all honesty, and then yeah. in the end, they're just like avatars for Fukuyama, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah, but there's yeah. some like, there's some weird moments. So like when uh, I can never remember Burnt Face guy's actual name, so he's just Burnt Face guy. Uh, but when him and uh, Potomi are like sitting down in that restaurant when the lights are off, and you see just one of the bots come and it just stares at them and smiles, like that's one of the creepiest <laughs> moments so I've ever seen. <laughs> Although, so I, weird. I can't, I can't remember which episode, but Burnface guy when he talks to Sid, I don't know if it's this that's one episode or the eight. Next. Yeah, oh, it's eight. All right, I yeah. won't mention it then. No, that's fine. Just, bring well, no, it's. I mean, there's not, there's not really much I think else to cover oh, for episode seven. I, yeah. Well, in that episode, I, I thought it was really interesting to him talk about his relationship that he had was in college or something with, because they reveal that he's gay, but they did also that, that before, his... but they really haven't brought it up again. Yeah, I didn't, the maybe I missed season. it before, but That's they fine. bring up that his, <laughs> his relationship that like he his partner just couldn't handle. Yeah, it, and I thought it was really interesting. Like their talk does a lot more to explain like Sid's mind. Uh, her mm-hmm. state of mind in this mm-hmm. kind of towards the end of the season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that, that entire interaction between them was pretty great. It shows that like Sid is beginning to realize like, I love this man, but I also am kind of scared of him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's not something they've really yeah. dealt with at all. And this is after Sid has already talked to, um, Melanie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love like I just love how much we're getting into Sid and like by the time she gets to the point where she parachutes in <laughs> and she just like okay ah. what the fuck <laughs> it's so good like I, here's the thing episode eight lost me at some point like I didn't have enough breadcrumbs to get back home at some point I just I just I kind of tapped out it's like, a weird like, episode right, I'll, just, I'll just let this wash over me and pull from it what I can. <laughs> I think I went to like I think I went to go get a co- uh, like make get more coffee. I was gone for like a minute, and I came back and I was like, "Well, okay, all right, I have lost the plot of the novel." So okay, so that episode is it's setting up that David is like he's like positioning chess pieces, and it continues into episode nine, which is part of why it's confusing. Mm-hmm. Episode eight and episode nine really should be together. Um, yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's a reason for that. Um, but the like... other thing this does is it also starts the beginning of David kind of smudging the truth with Sid, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when it comes to Future Sid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. have like oh, him okay. and Future Sid have a falling out or whatever. Um... See, um, when when after she parachutes in, something I have to say. Um, <laughs> I kind of I I I'm. I made a connection in my head or a comparison when she walks up and kind of reveals like, Hey, you've been fucking lying to me. And she kind of hits him a couple times, <laughs> but then she's immediately okay. like, all right, let's fix this. Yeah. yeah. Let's walk across this endless yeah. desert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like bring this together. Like, uh, and then this. they find themselves in a tent with a, with another version of the them skeletons. that has died. Uh, yeah. 
But uh, so I, I went back and I was like, huh, wow. Imagine that. A hero's significant other who isn't a, sh a shrill, uh, <laughs> uh, unearned, bossy, uh, you know, wannabe leader. I right. Yeah. She has problems yeah. with him, but she has legitimate problems. With him. <laughs> and she, she has supports reasons. Dude, I, yeah. I have to say, I have to finish up. Uh, this dude on YouTube who I kind of I drop in every once in a while because he does like CWTV updates. Now, whenever he does like a flash update, he shows a, an insipid clip of Iris. And just goes right into <laughs> Well, the, the other part of the show, that this episode is awesome, is we get to see, I think this has a lot more Jermaine Clement and Farouk talking while they're being mm -hmm. rode mm -hmm. around by a rickshaw, by yeah. somebody. Which is... Okay, yeah, that was something else where I was like, all right, why is that happening? Because well, it that... looks awesome. That was... It does look awesome. It does. But that was something that um that uh Jermaine whatever his is it what's his character's name shit um, um Oliver yeah. yeah Oliver um Oliver says to him like you know oh I'm gonna kill you and he's like and Farouk's like oh my I ask how and he's like oh no it's a surprise like yeah. like he he asks her the hint and he says one plus one what does one plus one equal and Farouk says two and he goes no yeah and Farouk just starts like laughing he's like I like you you're interesting mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> I'm just I'm. I mean, having seen the last two episodes, I unless I'm I'm missing something, it doesn't it doesn't pan out unless it's going to be for later. But yeah, I just I thought that was interesting that you know that they're showing that he still has some control over mm -hmm. what's going on in his own head, even though it seems that he's basically just a passenger at this point. Right. Well, he yeah. he, he clearly contacts Melanie, which makes me think that she is the other one in that one plus one equation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Good yeah. point. Good this point. is funny yeah. because it's like half of us have finished the show and half of us yeah. have not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. My interpretation of that is that two people working as one cohesive unit is going to overpower yes. one singular entity. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who's been like, in any work versus an individual yeah. is is an is an uneven fight. Yeah. It's like mm. uh, Iron Man versus mm. uh, Cap and uh, Bucky. And Bucky. Uh, yeah. 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 Cap and Bucky uh, as one unit is unstoppable. Yeah. It's yeah. like three people. All right. Um, yeah. No. So, that I can yeah. I can kind of see that in context of what happens. So yeah, well, because yeah. any, anybody uh, who's ever been in like a service industry, like moving stuff or like lifting things, they'll tell you that two people can do the work of three people um, with the right yeah. motivation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I'm it's trying interesting. To, like... I'm trying to like not spoil some like yeah I know yeah, I know I I'm, I'm... I'm don't uh, don't Tom Holland me. I'm. Or don't don't pull a, a, a an owl earlier. <laughs> God fucking damn it! Oh, Lou. Okay, you you were in the uh, main line chat. This was priceless. Just on a, on a quick tangent. Uh, I'm about to spoil an eight-year-old game, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Um, so we're talking about taking Arwen's playing it. See, for yeah. the first time, right? Oh, did somebody tell him that the guy dies? Alan. Yep. Just don't say anything else like, though. He, he goes. Um. Yeah. He's. Um. He feels. <laughs> He refuses to finish it because he's like, he's like, I refuse to finish it because I don't want to John, watch John Marston die. Drops yeah. it right in the chat as we're discussing, as we're vaguely dancing around. Hey, Alan, where do you think the story's going to go in Red Dead? Ah! Exactly. Or like, we're, oh. just, we're talking about cool elements in it. Like, oh yeah, this guy that might be God or death, we don't know who. Yeah. Like, like, things that don't out. ruin the storyline. I thought everybody would have played it. Like, I guess I kind of get how you could spoil it because the game is what, like, eight years old. Eight years old. Yeah, and I didn't but know it. Never also. played it before. I, I've never played. Oh, it. I know. To play but, it? Yeah, I, I knew it. I knew of the spoiler. I never played it because when I did play games a lot, I only played shooters. 
um, like real like shooter shooters, not you know Grand Theft Auto type stuff yeah. or Red Dead. Um, so Red Dead was just one that I didn't get around to. So I've been I started playing it last night. Um, but just, yeah, it, it just reminds me that there's weird stuff in Red Dead because one of the I can't remember what he is in the game, but he works at Rockstar. Or is Rockstar right? Yeah, yeah. He is. However, you feel was like he used to be a producer for Opie and Anthony, and there's oh, like wow. a bunch of characters in the game that are either voiced by. Oh, I know one is voiced by the guy you buy guns from is Anthony from Opie and Anthony, and then a lot oh. of characters are named after comedians that were on the show. Oh, that makes oh, sense. interesting. So, so who's the who's the actually, uh, lazy Bonnie eye? Carlin, the comedian. Oh, oh. The comedian who's married to Rich Voss, and she made they did a movie a couple years ago called Women Aren't Funny, and she's a comedian. Oh shit! Oh. Yeah, Bonnie's, so have, Bonnie's or, great. That's that's yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Things in that game. My favorite yeah. character still is the version of the store owner in Undead Nightmare who blamed the zombie outbreak on immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus that Christ! Is the, and I'm like, I, like, I'm like, this game's eight years old, and look where we are now. Yep. Yeah. 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 This is video, video game minute. Um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, what else? What else in eight is really of of any profound note that we're uh, forgetting about? I mean, well, it's a lot of setup except for what happens yeah. to autonomy. It's a yeah, lot well, of setup with, for nine, within... so I'm confusing what is in nine and what is in eight. So oh, I'm well, very no, in, in eight is when uh, David and uh, Potomomy end up going into the uh, computer tree, yes. and David sees the Mego monk in there and goes into his mm-hmm. mind to yes, find out where right. the body is. Yeah, yeah. because Potomomy takes over one of the starts... fembots. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 And it's also when uh, David starts to is this an eight when he starts to uh, pull his as you put it Arlen chess pieces together where he's just like yes. meeting people. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. This is the episode where he like walks to people and like taps them on the head and then yep. walks well, like, away. He has like yep. a diorama also like and you're like yeah. you're seeing images that I assume will the you know because you two have seen the last few you probably know how all these pieces fit together but you see like mm-hmm. little cutaways to like things that are clearly going to be important like a giant tuning fork um yep. and like he has yep. like little like a uh, settlers of Catan like it's flags or whatever hold on, hold on hold on you're telling me that i subconsciously chose to use that Melgar solid two quote that included the tuning fork <laughs> and this show featured a giant tuning fork. It did for the just like a second. Yeah. Like really important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's hugely important. But yeah. yeah, yeah, he's like it's setting very, up all these characters. It's so great. Yeah, he's setting up a board like you see in Game of Thrones when they're planning like a yeah. battle, but it's even more specific. It's like a he's like doing like a D and D campaign and planning mm-hmm. it all how to head, and you're seeing yeah. clips. You're seeing the information that he gives to everybody because I think it's in the next episode we start seeing people starting to do this stuff and being right. like, "Why the fuck do I know this and what am I doing?" Mm-hmm. Well, the next episode is the one that's uh, all about Melanie. Is her name? It's a lot about Isn't Melanie. It? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Melanie yeah. and uh, I don't know what to call her. Lenami. Lamy. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's Lenny, but she. I'm gonna not spoil, but it's well, I mean. It's hinted at in episode eight that like they're kind of one person now. They're not yeah. quite two I'm people. I'm gonna try to not spoil, but right, nah, she's Lenny. Yeah. I know, but they're, that, they're bleeding into that's each other the, a that's, little bit. So they yeah. are in, yeah, they, it's they are in that episode, but yeah, that's yeah, the, that's yeah. It. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that's the thing that's still the weirdest for me is seeing Aubrey Plaza with blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Like it it com- it just it bugs me out when I see her. It, like it's, it it's every time my her... Look, it makes her look weird and somehow yeah. less attractive to me. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like off-putting, and I think it's because it doesn't match like it's clear, you know, so it, many things. It, it doesn't match her natural features in such a hard way. It almost makes her. It makes her look dead. Well, they aren't. Yeah, even, look, yeah they aren't like yeah. natural blue eyes. They're like uh, the walkers from they, Game of Thrones. Yeah, like. exactly. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, something, there's something like undead about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I also yeah. think they do it. They do a thing where, as they go forward, they make her look more because she's kind of un, like not unrat, um, unhinged in many ways. So she mm-hmm. doesn't. She's always doing stuff with her face that's like kooky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> hard to talk really in depth about these. They're so fucking out there. Yeah. yeah well, that and it's the same thing we've talked about before that when it's really good it's yeah. really hard to not just be like hey that was great that was also yeah. great that was great. I mean yeah. I guess we can also go a lot into... of set up for those last episodes yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I guess we can talk about like it sounded like I like that he's like he tells the, the again the nightmare chicken like if you just tell me what you're doing I'll let you go and he and then the chicken like t- tries to attack him and he just like takes its power away I guess is that what that was he, like well, he just he... like I don't know how to describe it. Well, but he like... proves he's he's proving that he's mentally stronger than this idea, yeah. this panic that was mm-hmm. implanted in everybody by Farouk. Which I mean, it goes back to what Lou was saying: is that like yeah. David is more powerful than Farouk, but mm-hmm. Farouk just knows how to use his powers in a more realistic or more more widespread way. Yeah. Oh, episode eight has like... it has the cave, doesn't it? It has John Hamm yes, talking about the cave. Yeah, it, That's something we can talk about for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, yeah, it's about about Plato's uh, the shadows. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, for yeah, everybody that's... who, everybody in culture listening to this, uh, the Matrix. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, just but... the the whole idea that you know, if you grew up seeing one thing, and then when you find out that that's not actually what mm-hmm. reality is, like reality would seem fake to you, yeah. and that's, I mean, that's that's a bigger metaphor for what's going on in David's head in some ways too. And that's yeah. how you get, you know, that the earth is round when it's actually flat. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> some of my favorite hip hop artists talk about that. So, yeah. Hip hop artists, like athletes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. If I, if I can see the horizon, why isn't uh, Yeah. One of Australia my doesn't exist, guys. It uh, doesn't. Yeah. It's not one, real. Of my, one of my favorite pro wrestlers is unfortunately, like, possibly a flat earther. I'm oh, like, no. oh, no. no, stop which, it. Which one? AJ Styles. Oh, didn't he used to date Amy Schumer? Did he? Or, oh no, is that wasn't there like who has long, oh, no, long no. hair? No, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, he that's who fucking, used to. I'm sorry, yeah. Dolph Ziggler's a chode. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love, hate Dolph Ziggler. I love that word. Like, it's, such a, it's such a great term to call it. Dude. Dolph Ziggler and, is like such yeah, a, like, and the Dolph definition has is God-given just talent uh, is such a fucking disappointment. Like. Well, in the in the grander scheme of things, I can understand why more wrestlers would be flat earthers just because you take so many bumps on the head after a while. Things that might not be very realistic would seem so like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And brain Explains a lot of Connor's opinions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> lack of an education. I've only been cut once or twice, thank you. Well, well, one of those that's... times you told me was by a dildo. Oh, hey! Hey! 
Did well, I say, Lou, I, I think... did not tell that story in the air yet, did I? <laughs> no. Uh, you told it to me, and I made a joke about CTE, and I, whoever was supposed to be recording was not recording. Oh, and I think well. I, <laughs> I think I owe people a story now. It's not going to happen oh, now, right? So. No, just save mm. it for another episode. Yeah. Oh, God. It's a tease. But, Make this a running bit too. of a story that you're gonna tell, but you never tell. That's that's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> so you just they have it, no reference. Keep embellishing on it until right. it's eventually un- untellable, because I, people I, will I think told, it's the I most amazing the truth thing. Is, until the truth is so mundane, everyone just mm-hmm. is like, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Everyone just lets it slide, like, oh, it's nowhere near as extreme as I'd imagine it to be. Yeah. And then right. all 15 subscribers unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the Nazis, because they're dead. Uh, so they can't. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're sub- their subscriptions are eternal. Exactly. <laughs> We have to keep anyway. doing it. We still have 20 people in Topeka listening. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I don't know what else to say about Legion. I, I, I don't I think don't there's know. really much else to say. Other than um, I'm excited. Like I'm, I'm saving the last two for before we would review them because I want to give like fresh, fresh takes like right after seeing yeah. them. So I, yeah. will I, like, I will say that I'm only kind of probably scratching the surface of like where I think is going but it's it's just super all i have is i think david is being built up to do something really bad mm-hmm. i would like, actually there, like to know a, there's what a you danger guys think. Around yeah here. actually yeah this would be a good time being that Lou oh. i've seen it like yeah why don't you guys share with us share with us what you think is going to happen well i don't i'm not going to say anything positive say. or negative yeah so you got like three episodes what do you think they're gonna close this out with okay connie you go first up. There you go. <laughs> David fucking David is probably intentionally or unintentionally going to possibly maybe cause an apocalyptic event. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Um, I've just, I've I have seen episode nine, so I know what's going on in there. But the last two, um, I think David is gonna. I think that um, Farouk is setting up things to lead to david turning heel um and that he's gonna use david's plan whatever it is against him in some way and that we're gonna end with some sort of cliffhanger of is david evil or is he not so that's that's about as far as i can predict really mm-hmm. the show anything okay. could happen it's though. like to, to win the war you have to lose the battle because like, mm-hmm. something along those lines where to, to David is the hero of the story who may actually end up doing something terrible, so somebody might have to knock him down. Yeah, a Pyrrhic victory. You win the battle, yeah. but you lose the war. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's that's the term you're looking for, but that is not a comment on what actually happens in okay. the yeah. last two episodes. Yeah. That's it's pure it's it, it gun to my head speculation. Um, yeah. yeah no that's and that's fine it's just it's mm-hmm. interesting to hear because it's you know most of the time we're all on the same page with where we're at but i mean i just i could not resist watching the last two episodes because no, i, had I could time. not yeah. i watched yeah. nine and ten one night and then 11 the next night yeah and i would have watched yeah. 11 but i ran out of like available time mm. yeah my wife and i watched nine and ten and we were going to start watching 11 but our internet decided to be garbage so we had to wait but yeah it's uh it's I'd write an essay on salt, so um, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Wait, the, the the movie or the no like the, the, the substance the... salt? <laughs> is, this for, is this for chemistry or what's uh, up? An eight-page research so saying, paper very, on salt. 
Is this a very so, is this a snide way of telling us about that Jurassic World review that I shared on my Facebook? <laughs> no, no, this is true. This is what was going through my head at the time I wrote that. <laughs> hey, Arlen, Arlen, calm down. You sound a little salty about it. Damn you! I do know that you can you can consume so much salt that you actually die. You oh, can. Yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not that much. It's like a pound or something like that. Well, you can, you can also drink enough yeah. water to kill you. This is yeah, one of the yeah, first yeah, things like that, that was mine that ever. Woman who uh, hold your Wii for a Wii? Yeah, that was a that was a few years ago, or well, yeah. more than a few years ago. But yeah, yeah, she ended up dying from water poisoning because yep. the radio station was just like, oh yeah, you know, hold on to as much as you can, and apparently she did. Yeah, yeah. they actually kill you the same way because one, you like, they both ways you mess up your electrolytes. So one, you're like desalinating your body, and the other one, you're oversalinating your body. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, makes um, sense. that dad joke, since we're pivoting off, we're kind of on an off-topic area. That dad joke reminded me, I just saw a video of the voice actor who does Kratos for God of War. Oh, uh, no. Just reciting dad jokes with 100% sincerity. <laughs> Is he <laughs> doing the voice and ending yes, it with boy? Doing, like, he's, yeah, he's like, he's like, boy, I used to not like games. <laughs> they seem always up to something. Back in my day, boy. <laughs> he's like, I don't like facial hair, but then it grew on me. All right. Um, I, I think we can wrap actually. Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. Tight little episode. Oh, by the way, yeah. cloak and dagger is not the worst thing ever. There. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you guys it's, forgot to address that. Yeah. I have to to say it, and then yet, I will be complete. <laughs> yeah, it happened. Um, it's actually, I might, might as well take this chance to kind of give a statement on it. Um, sure. I watched the first. Who here has watched the first two episodes? Me, I, I've, I've, I have. Not yeah. me. Okay. You don't need to. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll say this right now. I don't want to review it at all. I don't want to review it any further. I'm not going to watch it. Review it. I don't want to review it week to week. It wouldn't hold my attention. I will also no, just, like no way. the longer I watch it, I want to just fucking kick Dagger out the same window we kicked Gotham out of. Yeah. Well, as as you as you labeled it, uh, Connor in the chat was you're kind of tired of court appointed television shows. Right. And like, yeah, yeah. Actually, like if I'm not into a... it. Yeah. Wait, what was that, Lou? I was gonna say court appointed television actually ruins my enthusiasm to watch any TV. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's why. Like, the, the, this is why the CW barrage of this year has mm -hmm. been so draining because, like, I have to tune into this even though I know this season has yeah. just been a a shit show. Mm -hmm. Is Supergirl uh, still going? I don't know. It's no, like, I, I, we don't know. It could. Supergirl could not <laughs> exist like, as far as we know. It really could. I actually it, forgot that it exists, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I do the show. I'm like, oh yeah, CW. Supergirl's a thing. Yeah, that I'm, show. Well, is I'm that season over? Uh, I'm keeping up on Flash News because I'm trying to see how season five is going to develop. Well, yeah, I shared the story that uh, what's his name is going to be back as a season regular. Yeah, that is yeah, like, Ralph. Like glimmer of hope. Right That's there. news I've heard. Well, he's yeah. going to be in the crossover, which is also something that I'm happy about. So I, he's going to win so. because yeah. Yeah, no, I was yeah, going to say. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is Ralph gonna... the enemy because he's God? He's oh, going to turn everybody's powers off. Use. Yes. Just yeah. He's just going to um, hack the world. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be Lawnmower Lawn Man too. God damn it. <laughs> cloak and dagger cloak and dagger um yeah no real quick um i don't like forced forced white suffering is not good <laughs> like it's it's the most like it's it's here's the thing like there's real yeah. white pro there's real actual white poverty in the world and like the fake white poverty that they came up with for the show is like 
okay, I don't care, though. <laughs> I don't care at all. Uh, I see this more... That's why I don't like Cloak... Not Cloak, I'm sorry. Everything around Cloak is awesome. Um, yeah. Dagger's suffering is entirely self-imposed. Yeah. She's a fucking brat. Yep. Well, here's the thing. It's not... I see... I don't see it as, like, a white thing. I see it as a people-don't-know-how-to-write-young-women thing. Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. I agree. I just think it's, like... Because they, like... The only time that she has, like, a thing where you're like, oh, man, mm-hmm. is when someone tries to rape her. Yeah. Literally. And also, and like, like, oh, shit, that's fucked. Even as a child, so it's, isn't like, good. following into typical comic book tropes. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, like, even that flashback seems a child when they wake up on the beach, and she just wakes up, steals that kid's hoodie who just saved her, and fucking runs off. I'm like, you're a rotten seed. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's a, it's a pilot, so actually... I will probably try out episode three just to see if there is any improvement, just because morbid curiosity. Um, but uh, I'm not planning really to watch this show any further. Um, maybe I'll check I back in if I hear episode, good things. So I watched episode two twice. Well, from mm. everything you guys are saying, it sounds like they completely missed the ball on it. I might be misremembering it, but I thought their origin was that originally both of them were drug addicts. And the way they gained their powers was there was an experimental thing they were using on them to try and cure them. No, well, this is... This, um... In this one, they basically, they have their own particle accelerator. Yeah, now. It's, it's, it's literally, uh, it's rocks on. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, yeah. like... Some rig, like, blows up. Yeah. Okay, uh, so they're using the Ultimate Universe storyline for them. But... Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 The, um, the okay. thing is, though, is like everything with Cloak is inter- like beyond yeah. interesting. Like yeah, every part great. of his story is not. It's current, interesting, mm-hmm. and compelling. Yeah. Like I even like the idea. I was like, I was afraid because I know I saw the previews. So I was like, oh, he's gonna be rich and she's gonna be poor, and that's their dynamic. That they're poor white person, the rich black person. Yeah. And I was like, oh, after the first episode, I was like, oh, they're rich because they sued, but then that's not what it was, and I'm actually happy that it wasn't that. Yeah. They're actually like a working class wealthy. Yeah, yeah, like Cloak. Everything around Tyrone's story is like he is a a kid who is trying his fucking best to do the best he can at everything, right. and the universe just keeps shitting down his throat. Although my mm-hmm. two comments Jesus are, Christ. I think that they're his high school. The coach is the dumbest, fakest yeah. TV bullshit I've ever seen. That mm-hmm. would oh, yeah, never no, happen granted, in real like, life. Granted, I think some of the, yeah some of the elements around the the said. Universe throat shitting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are so, like, unrealistically, transparently silly and unrealistic. Like, yeah. locking him in a fucking cage and assaulting him uh, for making them do push ups is really insane. Oh, the yeah, whole basketball yeah. game in the first episode. It's like, oh, they're not paying attention. It's like, this is, if there's some, like, big prep school and he's some star, like, that would never happen. Right. No. The yeah, other so- thing I. Oh, I just wanted to ask. So, would you say this coach is better or worse than the coach in Nightmare on Elm Street Two? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, well, better. Okay. Okay. He doesn't um, specifically assault his like student. He just yeah. sets it up where it's like that. There's that. There's definitely going to be a um, Full Metal Jacket situation. Right. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't try and pick him up at a gay bar. So. No, yeah. but okay. they they very much set up a Gomer Pile situation. Um. And it's not it's not good. Um, things don't work out very well. Uh, but yeah, in light of, in the in the pantheon of Marvel TV shows, even superhero TV shows, it's not the worst thing I've laid eyes on. Yeah, it's kind of mess. And the Iron Fist are still a thing, and they're Inhumans is probably the farthest we can fall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the definitely is, like, not as good as I expect 
did it to be, so that's part of it. But yeah, the biggest, the biggest thing though is like it's one hundred percent not meant for thirty-year-old adult exactly. men to be watching the show. True, true. This is very true, but at the same time, Teen Wolf it's exists, so your argument is valid. But um, yeah, uh... <laughs> I didn't watch that garbage. So no, that show is amazing. <laughs> but you shut is... your mouth. Yes, but that's something. It's a different network, but this is a network built on like no, but it's, it's the same audience though. It's the same. It's aimed towards the same people. Kind I feel of. like Teen Wolf was more male. Like this is a more female centric network. Well, Teen Wolf was more fun, so yeah. <laughs> well, this um, show is definitely. There's no way this show can look, be fun. Look, I, I know no. that here's one about Freeform. Freeform used to be what ABC Family. It used yes. to be. It used when, to be direct competitors just, with MTV. When you when you get yourself a minute, go look. I think it's on YouTube. Look up the ABC Family TV promo for Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. It is the oh, fucking no. funniest thing you'll it's see. It's the best. It's, thing. They, they reframe the narrative that Batman fights for love, and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Batman Begins. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, if he's if fighting for Rachel, down the rabbit hole. Uh, on ABC Family, they used to be a primarily christian oh right? they were they used to because they weren't always yeah. ABC. they were just called the family was, channel weren't they yeah was their, there was like their big show that they had like 10 years ago that had molly ringwald on it oh no, no that idea. was still on it was like a fucking what was somebody it? got pregnant her daughter yeah. gets pregnant of course it that. did because that's the absolute my, worst thing like that could happen my my high school drama or something or my teenage a lot of their shows were playing on nostalgia so like the fact that it was Molly Ringwald as an adult really spoke well, to a I very specific audience. Show, <laughs> was Mike <laughs> Pence the CEO of this show? <laughs> oh, well, that's completely changed because the one show my wife watched, she watched two shows on this network, and the one, the plot lines involved, so it's a foster family. The parents are two gay mothers. One is black, one is right. white. All right, never mind, yeah. But they were yeah. both they were both <laughs> <Yeah>. stars <laughs> earlier in earlier decades in the same way that Molly Ringwald was. Not the same. Yeah, no, the scope, one mom obviously. The one mom was in um the Meet the Fockers thing. She mm-hmm. was Ben Stiller's significant other, wife, yep. girlfriend, whatever. Mhm. Yeah. But everybody else is like a nobody. Except yeah. they had like a Disney star on for one season, but then they recast him. Yeah. But it's like still... you said everybody was a nobody. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a lot. It is a lot of people like There's a the... lot of shows that I think that show is yeah, produced by Jennifer Lopez and Rosie O'Donnell. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, they change their thing. They're very, very millennial. Well, like hmm. on on Lou's point, like a lot of the people who were doing like uh, Disney Channel sitcoms, who grew up but not couldn't make it in regular Hollywood, ended up doing ABC Family shows because they couldn't do that, the, yes. the that Disney makes Channel a lot of sense. stuff. So yeah, it's like. Oh well, uh, it's the same people actually. So just come over here and uh, to, yeah. to recall our uh, Alan, uh, the one show my wife watched that was about deaf kids. The son was Superboy in Smallville. Oh shit! Oh, Damn. oh, you would mention this, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you talking about this. And to yeah, that's story. when Alan perked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he dated a girl that left him, and they had a child with Down syndrome. Oh, Damn. Okay, cool. Cool. Anyways, yeah, Cloak and Dagger. It's, it's fine. It it exists. That's my overall review. Again, as I was defending the trailer two years ago, it was not the worst thing, which is what it was called in that episode. <laughs> I would have uh, to say, compared to the other kind of teen Marvel show, which is The Runaways, it is much worse. I believe you. And I, I implore any of you to go and watch it. Like, I know Hulu's like a thing that some of you guys don't do, but... 
it's really I'll just time. You can find ways. It's time. Yeah. It's got Spike and Dr. Doom. I mean, that's cool. I'm into that. It's just like, Wait, I didn't have on. time Toby before. Campbell now I do. From the, from no, the Dr. Death Doom from the Fantastic Four we just watched. Ow. I don't like that one as much as I like Toby Campbell. No, but he's so good in I this mean, because he's exactly what you want him to be. Nobody likes him as much as Toby Campbell. Let's be honest. Toby Campbell played King Kong. So, yeah. Anyways. It's also got Spike from Buffy. I mean, he's played out, though. He was, like, was pickable. It's got a goddamn dinosaur in it. Who was he in Flash? Or what? Because when, when, he was in the Arrowverse. I don't remember who he was. He was like no, a. He was in Smallville as Brainiac. Oh, that's right. So why hasn't he been in the Arrowverse he yet, though? Because I feel like he will be at some point. It's just like when. Because he probably has a deal with Marvel now. Where yeah. they're like, no, you're not allowed to do their stuff. I, I don't mean, care what they say. I wish that that exists, but it doesn't. Uh, Only Josh Brolin can cross that, the streams. No, everybody <laughs> can cross the streams now. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we're good, though. Uh, that's been our show, I guess, or whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm so tired, so. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm dead yeah. inside. Anyway, I've been, I've been Connor McGraw. This has been our Legion review. Um we're in between movie dumpster episodes, but Tammy the T-Rex is still out. Uh, what the fuck did we just watch? Oh, Upworld. A norm, a norm named Gnome. A gnome named Norm. <laughs> Directed by Stan Winston with Anthony Michael Hall. That'd be a di- very different movie if it was just a Norm named Gnome. <laughs> gnome I could just see that play like Norm MacDonald. This is like, yes, yeah. I know my name is Gnome, but I I'm am like six foot five. I'm a Gnome. I'm a Gnome. Hey, I'm a Gnome. Hey. hey. I'm short, uh, but I'm actually tall. You get some uh, cheese sandwiches and then you put them in the back yeah. of the truck. Um, wow, it's, it'd be the most awkward, laughless movie you'll ever see. Somehow he would work in a joke about Michael Jackson being a pedophile. Norm McDonald is the only person who I think is too funny for human beings to fully comprehend. This is true. I think, I think yeah. he only gave, what? They only gave him like one movie where he was a star, in, which was... Um, Dirty Work. Dirty Work, yeah. Is, is it Dave Chappelle in that? Um, no, it's uh, Artie Lang is in it with him. Artie, and... It's Artie Lang and is DeVito in it? No, I can't remember. He's in it. There's, the, like uh, a, there's, a, there's a bunch of weird characters in that. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, uh... yeah well, um, Don Rickles. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Arlen, you're up. Uh, A.A. Haro and all the places. Uh, Ryan De Palma episode coming out this Friday. Uh, things we did not like in movies that we usually like came out on this Friday. For those who are asking... Are, is Phantom Zone going to do an Incredibles 2 review? Most likely. It's just when all of us can see it, and it's not as high on our list of priority as Infinity War or Deadpool was even. So once yeah. we have enough people, um, and I feel confident enough to yeah. host, that's when we will do that, unless Connor sees it sometime soon. Uh, so that's when that will happen, if it happens. I'm going to try to see it this week. I need to see that in Hereditary honestly, soon. So. Yeah, I would say, honestly, full disclosure, Hereditary is higher on my priority list. It, uh, yeah, I mean, I What about Solo? What? <laughs> I, I, was saying, I said that with a laugh, if you couldn't hear it. <laughs> I heard it, and I got it. Exactly. Uh, How dare you also, that? Dirty Work, starring Jack Warden, Norm MacDonald, Artie Lang, Don Rickles, <laughs> Chevy yes. Chase. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in it. Yeah, and a whole bunch of dead hookers. They're all in the trunks of the car. I don't know why. I don't know why I thought Dave Chappelle was in this. I thought I there mean, was like a random. You might, black you might be thinking of how high 
or not yeah. how high. Uh, also, yeah, like, no, how high was Red Man and Method Man? Never any, mind. No, any you're early about um, what's it with a uh, Jim Brewer? Yeah, yeah. Any know, early '90s movie, movie number five. If you could flip a coin, and any yes. early '90s movie will have J- Dave Dave Chappelle in there at some point, <laughs> like before yeah, he Harley became was... big. Yeah. So. Yeah, he was the. The hooker bit his nose off. Yeah. Oh my god! There's actually I'm looking at the cameos. They're ridiculous. Yeah. Eric, your part. John Rick, uh, Rebecca Romaine, John yeah. Goodman, Adam Sandler, Gary Oldman. Yeah, damn. Damn. Yeah. No, it's worth. It's actually really funny. You should go it back and check awesome. it out if you haven't seen it in a while. I've only heard yeah. good things about uh, this. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm Eric Fedorchek. Uh, you can find me floating around the Phantom Zone. Um, I'm also on Instagram as Eric underscore Fedor. Uh, pictures of my 115 or 120 pound 11 month old dog, uh, cats, food, comics, that stuff. And uh, for those of you who do care about DC Comics, the re-release of the Infinite Crisis omnibus came out, which is like 1,400 pages, and it was the DC event that got me back into DC Comics for a while back in the late 90s early 2000s i want to say it's mm. quite good it's it's the one where uh, max lord gets his uh gets something to him done to him and uh it's where oh is Batman, that the ted cord uh it might or, be uh yeah max where, lord ted cord thing uh well it's it's where max lord is controlling superman for a bit um, oh is that where wonder woman does the yeah it does her thing it? yep 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 but yeah it's, it's was a really which, great series which crisis the supergirl dies uh, that is the Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's also where uh, Barry goes into the Speed Force. Yeah, the only one I remember always is Identity Crisis because it's so different from the other crises. Well, it was it was a writer who wasn't actually known for comics that well because he he was an author. It was Brad Metzler, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, and, those are my. Yeah. And I'm Lou Gonzalez, and I'm Lou A. Gonzalez on everything, and. Smallville Chronicles will keep going. And this week featured the episode with current day Lois Lane, Amy Adams, where she's in a fat suit and then she eats people. Cool. (laughs) And she, you would think that she's a teenager, except that she's actually closer to 30 because she doesn't age. Yeah, she's ageless. Uh, Gorgeous, gorgeous. I think she, I think we Um, actually do the math on the episode and she's 27. And wow. she looks better. She looks better now, if that wow. makes any sense. Yeah, well, no, I, was, I was telling Al like Canadian lighting and like and and very bad yeah. lighting at that that I saw from. Oh the yeah, pictures. I think we, I think he brought it up. But yeah, there's like there's like two scenes at the end of the episode where she's not in makeup. Yeah. And yeah, she's Amy Adams, and she is yeah, melt your face, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I think this has been the show. Um, bye. Bye, everybody. Fuck X-Men Apocalypse. Fuck Chris Hardwick again. Yes. Fuck yes. Chris Hardwick. Bye. Barfire.